Hi, and welcome to IncoPod, the podcast from Incognito Software. My name's Margaret De Silva. Thanks for joining me for our first ever episode of IncoPod, where you'll hear the latest tips and trends from experts in the cable and telecommunications industry. Today, we're launching into our first episode of a three-part series on Wi-Fi hotspot challenges. You're going to hear from Chris Bush, a telecommunications expert with more than 15 years experience in the industry and an advocate for network function virtualization. He's going to talk about Wi-Fi hotspots, enabling their growth, the challenges that service providers face in terms of deployment and service quality maintenance, and a forecast of Wi-Fi hotspot technologies and innovations to come. So Chris, what's enabling the growth of Wi-Fi hotspots? Margaret, that's a great question. I think that it's easy to see how Wi-Fi has, has truly become a, a ubiquitous service offering. It's generally expected that subscribers would, would have access to Wi-Fi uh, no matter where they, uh, they may be in their travels in a given day. This is certainly a reality for, for most broadband operators, whether it's a mobile operator or a fixed, uh, fixed line operator. The need to, to provide Wi-Fi functionality to or Wi-Fi service offerings to their subscribers is really not about offering an additional sticky service. It's about offering an additional primary new product or primary service to their customers. There are a lot of reasons why operators would be motivated beyond just subscriber loyalty, retention, um, you know, the opportunity to create new marketable product uh, out of Wi-Fi service. Uh, some of that is, is around enticing subscribers to stay with your brand as an operator, where, where the Wi-Fi is part of that ongoing brand conversation with, with the customer. There's also the opportunity to create either ad-driven revenue or opportunity for uh, network service upsell, so premium service offered to certain customers uh, on demand or perhaps based on uh, a total service package that they choose to opt in with as part of the rest of their product offering. That enhances their Wi-Fi experience overall in the relationship they have with their provider. But even for the provider themselves, there's, there's business opportunities for many fixed line operators that also have a mobile business opportunity to introduce technologies, particularly in next generation hotspot 2.0 approaches where uh, a seamless handover environment can exist. That enables the operator not just to create a a rich subscriber experience, but to take uh, high utilization bandwidth uh, from the IP network off of the mobile or the licensed spectrum backhaul, which is much more expensive, and move that seamlessly over to the much lower cost Wi-Fi network. And that is an opportunity for the operator to actually save a good deal of money. And it's, it's oftentimes a large reason for the operator to choose to invest in a ubiquitous Wi-Fi access strategy. So we're seeing a lot more hotspots. What are the main challenges for service providers with these legacy hotspots? Margaret, that's another good question in that, you know, we've had probably Wi-Fi access in, in very sort of nomadic sense uh, for, for many years now. Um, obviously, the, the standards around Wi-Fi, uh, particularly around the radio standards themselves, uh, these come from the IEEE, and these are the 802.11 family of standards, um, and these have, over several years, uh, increased 
uh, total throughput, uh, increased the ability to serve more subscribers within a single radio, offered greater bits per hertz per second of performance. These are all wonderful things at a, at a very radio level perspective. But the, the service itself is, is arguably defined by what the customer experience is in terms of uh, associating to that hotspot, being able to uh, either click through, uh, have a, a free service offer or a, a pay for use or a promoted, promoted ad-based access to the Wi-Fi service. Now these are, are, are all, again, fairly discontiguous traditionally. Uh, individual hotspots on an individual venue basis. Um, that uh, begins to take on a much different uh, approach when needing to understand how could we how could we unify for say a, a large community Wi-Fi or more service provider Wi-Fi offer the experience of having that that same subscriber interaction with the Wi-Fi service across all access points over uh, a greater and geographically diverse area uh, whether that's in a, uh, a single building, a campus environment, or even a, uh, a municipal Wi-Fi size of deployment. And, and those are, are, are certainly challenges for the existing legacy deployed hotspots that, that may not even understand some of the more complementary subscriber experience authentication options that are available today. We mentioned a moment ago Next Generation Hotspot or Hotspot 2.0, for example. And this helps subscriber devices actually locate the hotspot that is best suited for them. For example, the hotspot that is branded by their home provider. To know whether or not there is a, an open uh, available hotspot for them to join, uh, whether there is a hotspot that will cost additional money to join. All of these are, are part of the, the next generation of hotspot services that we'll see. And when we do have a deployment that integrates uh, across many, many access points simultaneously, again, in that much larger or geodiverse scale, the opportunity then for that subscriber, for that customer, to take their device with them as they walk around through the, the Wi-Fi environment that they're being offered and have their session follow them, have their service, their experience be maintained. And so that's some of the, the, the big stories around how Wi-Fi today and Wi-Fi going forward are going to really take shape for uh, the overall customer experience. So how does virtualization touch any of the challenges that we've just spoken about to do with legacy hotspots or community Wi-Fi? So from a, a standpoint of virtualization, this is obviously uh, certainly a front of mind topic for uh, much of the industry. Um, when we think about um, how if an operator was already deployed with a, a community Wi-Fi or service provider carrier Wi-Fi strategy, um, usually this involves having an automated uh, access point at the edge of the network, something that, that has a span of control centrally for the operator. That, that helps obviously from the standpoint of, of scale and ongoing management operation. But typically to reach the subscriber management scale that's necessary is a lot of the functions of those access points come into something known as a wireless access gateway or, or a WAG. And traditionally the, the wireless access gateway platforms um, have originated out of concepts that were early years born out of the mobile carrier industry. And, and these, these platforms uh, contain uh, certainly a, a good number of features but they, they bring a lot of uh, fixed uh, loaded platform cost with them in their, in their conversations for operators. How would you, if you were to do this today, seek to embrace some of the, the best fundamental thoughts of uh, looking at this from a software network function and, and taking that as a virtualized approach to, to offer um, essentially data center cost model 
with carrier scale from a, a Wi-Fi service perspective. And that's from a, a virtualization strategy around the wireless access gateway, something that's that's achieved in, in, in the approach when, when the WAG itself can become a, a software-based network function. Um, we can really solve some of those, the, the inherent cost challenges for operators, um, just around that subscriber access termination, the policy enforcement conditions that are necessary through the WAG as well, uh, all, all end up ha- helping the operator achieve a, a much more cost-effective horizontal scale-out. By implementing this more centralized architecture from a, a control and subscriber session management, that simplifies the overall operational aspects of, of, the, of the Wi-Fi network, which um, from a legacy standpoint where hotspots uh, may have been deployed in a, in a one-on-one basis or individual hotspot managed basis, um, that obviously is a, is a deployment challenge as you scale up. So to get to a, a community Wi-Fi at, at a metro scale, um, you really need to have a, a unified architecture where centralized control of subscribers are possible, termination of access points with embedded remote management is possible, and that's, that's really what the best of both worlds come. We can bring the concepts that uh, served us well from uh, the traditional or legacy hotspots, bring them into uh, a new software-driven virtualization-ready uh, platform that, that offers that great scale in, in order to deliver a, a true feature-rich subscriber experience at, at, a, at a metro or community Wi-Fi level. When we come back, a look at network orchestration in a virtualized environment and some of the benefits of wireless access management. Looking for more up-to-date information on telco and cable service enablement? Check out the Incognito blog, your source of inspiration and the latest take on industry news. www.incognito.com forward slash blog. If given the opportunity to deploy today as a virtualized network function, operators could certainly achieve scale. I guess, are there any other benefits to virtualization when we're talking about Wi-Fi hotspots? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it may also be important to note that um, there could perhaps be another way to to see the relationship of some of the, the primary actors, if you will, in, in a wireless uh, strategy from a, a, the operator standpoint when considering um, the network infrastructure required. Um, one could be, as we've talked briefly already, um, more the, uh, at, the, at the carrier Wi-Fi level, borrowing concepts, if you will, uh, from the mobile industry of having support for virtualized uh, network functions for wireless access gateways, but also realizing that out of the enterprise network, um, the principal tenets there of, of what is traditionally a WLAN, wireless LAN controller, are, are actually what we, we need to uh, reflect for a successful community Wi-Fi strategy overall. And, and some of those, those principal tenants are the ability to have remote control, provisioning, subscriber session control for uh, all of the access points and the, and the subscriber client devices that are associated with them and have those be brought into a common policy enforcement point. Again, that virtualized wireless access gateway function. Um, but there, with, with the traditional approach from the enterprise side of, of WLAN controllers, you could consider a stovepipe design. So there's a lot of limited scale uh, out of that uh, WLAN controller approach. Again, based on having uh, a lot of vendor lock-in, so a very limited number of access point 
options. Typically the uh, vendor of the WLAN controller is the vendor of access point or is the best supported access point for that WLAN controller. So one of the benefits of, of going back to uh, saying, well, up at the top of the network where we want to achieve some of the best scale in terms of um, virtualized network function for a WAG is to also decouple some of those components of, of what a WLAN controller is doing, such as provisioning, management, session control, and tunneling, and break those apart uh, into various software network functions themselves. And by this, when we achieve these things, what we have is, is a new architecture that uh, is much more vendor agnostic at the edge. Once again, the, the, the largest amount of money that an operator tends to spend on an ongoing basis is on uh, premises equipment. And so in this case, for a, a Wi-Fi network, that's on, on access points themselves. And so it's, it's most beneficial for uh, operators of all sizes to have the best freedom of, of capital spend available to them in terms of having multi-vendor access network agnostic Wi-Fi access point selections available. And that's something that I think is really a, a, a principal tenet of what makes um, the solution that we talk about uh, so popular with customers, is that we do offer them that multiple access point vendor option. Again, it gives the customer the, the best choice uh, for a best in breed solution. So if we're talking about decoupling these components, how does the end-to-end -end all come together in the end? So this, uh, this is really some of the magic that um, if you look at a lot of cloud architectures are prominent today, or at least front of mind for, for much of the industry, um, it really is about orchestration. And so the opportunity here is for us to not just embrace a lot of the horizontal scale-out benefits uh, that come from a, on a pure capacity and, and performance basis with uh, virtualizing several network functions into standard x86 compute. Um, obviously, again, it's it's about scale and lowering of cost there, but is to is to coordinate to to facilitate an end-to-end -end relationship of the service in respect to what we're really here to, to achieve, which is, is to deliver a, a wireless product at the end of the day. It's, it's not about the network and it's not about the device, it's about the subscriber's experience. And so through orchestration, what we're able to do is to, is to look at things much more agnostically and say, um, there's an opportunity to automate the network provisioning conversation. And these, these conversations around network provisioning tie into subjects like tunnels and, and backhaul and, and the relationship of an access point to, to a virtualized wireless access gateway in that respect. And then there's also the opportunity to automate the device provisioning itself. So this is the, the Wi-Fi access point device, which is the, if you will, it's the first service edge of the network, and have that be completely automated and, and exist in an ongoing remote management fashion. And the, the two have a married relationship, you need to have coordination of the hotspots that are being offered uh, at an individual access point, um, have that coordinated across many, many access points, dozens, hundreds, thousands of access points over uh, small, medium and large service regions, and that the provisioning of those individual devices is completely in sync with the relationship of the network needs itself to terminate all of those individual hotspots on a, on a tunneling and policy enforcement service treatment basis. And so through orchestration coming together, we bring these various software actors that uh, are ultimately in, in charge of, of delivering a, a Wi-Fi service to, to customers into, into really one unified end-to-end -end solution. And that's what we really look forward to and think is, is some of the best value to, to come as we explore more and more of our customers' needs as it relates to wireless solutions.
Chris Bush, thanks so much for your time. And if you'd like to learn more about Incognito Solutions, visit our website, www.incognito.com. You'll find information on wireless management, virtualization, device provisioning, and much more.